and we're live. Hey everybody, this is Adil Harchawi over here with OrganicFit.tv and today I'm pretty excited to have um, our first interview here with AJ Roberts. AJ, how are you? I'm doing good, my man. You? Good, really good. Super excited. Uh, I was telling you a second ago, I was a little bit like, yeah, this is my first time doing an interview here on the show and I am a little nervous, but... Thank you for calming me down. <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah. So, uh, for uh, so, who is AJ Roberts? So, I wanna want you to talk a little bit about yourself. I'm sure you've se- said the story a lot, lot of times, but your story is quite inspirational. So, would love for you to kind of briefly talk about yourself and tell our listeners who you are. Yeah, no problem. I mean, it's such a uh, it's a deep question. And I think that you know, like most people, uh, there's many sides to to me. Um, but uh, long and short, you know, I was a kid who grew up in England um, and uh, fell into basketball. I had some cousins who who lived over in the states, and they came and visited, and they were college basketball players, and kind of introduced me to the world of basketball. I started watching it on TV, and just became obsessed uh, with the, with the sport, and decided that one day I would, would come to the States and I would uh, I would play and you know the dreams back then obviously were to to go all the way make it to the NBA but um, uh, you know uh, long and short came over in high school um, was able to play one year did very well uh, selected to the World Youth Basketball Tournament and played in Hawaii alongside some of uh, some players that are in the NBA now and uh, then my senior year rolled around and uh, got hit with um, a ban uh, from the uh, school board uh, well the sports school board um, that didn't allow me to play uh, organized high school sports my senior year due to recruitment um, uh, reasons and I fought tooth and nail with that went through the court system and everything and long short lost lost the battle so was not able to participate in sports and uh, that's all I knew you know as a kid was was being an athlete so um, I looked for sports outside of uh, the school that they they didn't have any uh, ruling on and uh, ended up uh, w- uh, getting into powerlifting um, but funny enough uh, you know uh, something not many people know I was also on the bowling team um, and we made it to state in bowling um, so that <laughs> I had no that idea actually kind of, <laughs> you, you know it was it was kind of one of those things where and and this is you know a lot of people may be listening to me like oh AJ is just a, a great athlete, um, but the truth is, is like I was, I was always obsessed with the sport, and so uh, with basketball. Growing up in England, um, you know, it wasn't a part of everyday life. Most kids didn't play, uh, but I always had a basketball with me. I would take it to school at breaks. I would play, and we had a netball nets, which is a, a not mer- not many people in the states uh, follow netball, but basically it's basketball without the backboard. Um, predominantly a female sport um, in in a lot of places um, because of basketball but uh, it's male and, and female uh, it is in the Olympics um, but uh, so they had netball nets at school um, so I would shoot my basketball through the netball nets uh, so I had to learn to shoot without a backboard <laughs> um, and then I would practice on the weekends and uh, most people went to one practice and uh, the, at an academy and I went to every single practice the academy offered so um, you know for, from that age like in terms of what I was doing, I was practicing every day. And then when we got, in fact, go to go to in high school when we picked up the bowling, um, you know, the the team that we were the the team that we formed, uh, we would go and bowl every single day. So we were practicing every single day. So um, you know, some people might see it as as talent or luck, but you know, we put in the work for sure. Yep. And then the same with the weightlifting. Weightlifting, you know, powerlifting started for the sport. Uh, I started lifting weights when I was in England to get better. <laughs> 
at the sport. And then when I found out there was actually a, a sport of, of powerlifting, uh, which is the squat, bench, and deadlift, for anyone who's not familiar, <laughs> you know, yep. I got into that. And so it was something that, you know, my first time competing, I, I won and, and uh, actually had the biggest deadlift. I think I deadlifted 510 pounds oh my God. Uh, at 16. Had the biggest deadlift of the competition, but that was, you know, I'd been training probably four years before that. So um, as things went, I turned out I was pretty good at the lifting side. Obviously, um, genetics were in my favor on that. I'm, I'm a powerhouse. And uh, you just started to... Uh, pursue that avenue um, 10 years later um, when I was uh, 26. I broke the all-time world record and uh, became uh, the strongest man in the world in, in powerlifting in the 308 weight classes, uh, different weight classes. So I was the three, 308 weight class uh, number one, and uh, that was also the the number, the third best total ever, regardless of weight uh, of of weight. Um, so you know, some pretty good accolades there. Um, and then got to a point where obviously 308 pounds is a pretty big dude. I was walking around majority of the time around 320 pounds <laughs> um, and just basically was fat, sick, and nearly dead. Um, and uh, every night I had severe sleep apnea. Every night I'd wake up uh, terrified that I was going to die and uh, became super <laughs> paranoid of going to sleep. And of course, that led wow. to, you know, um, a bit of insomnia, but also narcolepsy where I just fall asleep pretty much anywhere. Um, I, I, on my way home uh, from the gym, there was a stop uh, sign and I often would just fall asleep at the stop sign um, and wake up and uh, how I didn't go veer off the road I don't know the rumble strip probably saved my life oh, you know God. hundreds of times so I just got to a point where it was like you know what is there left to achieve and um, apart from a bigger total you know I didn't have that same mindset I had at the beginning um, to, to you know win at all costs um, because now my, my health and, and longevity was in question and being young not having a family you know no kids nothing like that. It was like, what do I want in the future? And fast forward, and, you know, in my mind where I wanted to be, you know, 25, 50 years. And, and funny enough, powerlifting wasn't even on the radar. And so that's when I decided to, to make the switch and, uh, and become healthy and uh, dabbled a little bit in uh, the sport of fitness known as CrossFit um, and uh, did okay with that. But being an extremist, I, I didn't... Um, ease myself into it. I threw myself in the deep end, uh, ended up uh, injuring myself, uh, no one's fault but my own. Um, and so took a step back and, and reevaluated and said again, you know, what is it that I'm actually doing here? Um, this isn't healthy, right? So I wasn't, uh, I wasn't uh, being healthy either. I'd just gone the other extreme now. And uh, that led me into uh, a competing in a bodybuilding show for no other reason than to have to lose the weight. And, um, and uh, so I retired in 2012, 2014, stepped on a bodybuilding show, a hundred pounds lighter. And, um, you know, that kind of brings me to where I am today in my, my health and, and fitness world. And of course I could go into the business side of things as uh, I've done pretty well there. But I think that for the listeners that will give them a pretty good idea of who I am and, and kind of my, my tenacity and my mindset when it comes to, you know, achieving and, and reaching your goals. 
Totally, man. And I love that about you. I mean, it's, I love about you're setting a goal and going after it. And that's why we, this in this format, we decide this time in this episode, we want to change the format a little bit from just talking about, hey, here's the foods you eat, but basically talk about mindset and goal setting and finding balance and all that cool stuff that because everything starts with mind. But I love that. So it's so funny. AJ and I, we met at the boardroom, uh, one of the masterminds down in San, in, uh, San Diego. And here's this guy just sitting there like, like, oh, yeah, I think that guy lifts <laughs> when i looked at it i was like this guy's big he's a huge so i was just sitting there and like you know answering question after another and just you know your your god your question your answers were just so amazing so spot on i'm like how come i did did not think about that so i love you know the other perspective you're bringing to the table so that's amazing um and i was trying to figure out your accents by the way like it's like is he australian or is he british what is he so i think when we talked about it before, after that's like hey man where are you from when he told me, I'm like, well, you you kind of uh, camo your your uh, accent pretty well here, because you know you're like, oh yeah, it comes out when I drink. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> so, yeah, which you know, I don't drink too often, so don't yeah. many people can pinpoint it. But what's interesting <laughs> enough with that, and uh, one of the things that I think has led to my success in all areas of life is is that I've always. Um, I've moved around a lot, right? So my first uh, transition, I was 16. I left the UK, came to the US for basketball, ended up in Oregon. And um, then I went off to college and it was in Idaho. And then after college, I was in, in Spokane, Washington. Uh, and then I took a, a job in Kentucky um, to be closer to a gym called Westside Barbell, uh, which was in Ohio. And finally, I made the move to Ohio. So, you know, I moved around. And then once I decided I was done with lifting, uh, I moved out to California, um, the vibe, the culture, everything mm-hmm. out here is is longevity, health, and, and it's a lot greener, a lot easier to get healthy food. The people around you are uh, typically, you know, um, more health conscious, and so I've I've changed my environment several times to be able to achieve what I want to achieve. Um, and I think that that's, you know, I was listening to something a lot, uh, recently on addiction and a lot of, a lot of the times, like if you change the environment, you change a person's addiction. And uh, like, if you go, if you think about food and healthy eating, um, you know, if you're around people and this is not to rag on people's friends or family or something like that, but if you're around, uh, people whose culture is to celebrate with food, right? Uh, maybe it's watch football every Sunday with Buffalo wings and stuff like that. And, uh, or maybe it's to get together with a family for, for good, you know, home cooked meal. Um, when you're in environments like that, like in terms of your food choices, your willpower has to be so strong and you only have so much ability with willpower based on everything else that's going on in your life, you know, stress and stuff like that. And so what I found it easiest for me to do is just literally to transplant myself into different environments or remove myself from environments in order to uh, create the best chance of success. Um, And I think then that's something a lot of people aren't willing to do. They're not willing, they're not willing to shed the identity that they formed, the friendships that they formed in order to, you know, achieve the vision that they believe they want. Um, and uh, I think that, that a lot of times it's it's not lack of desire or knowledge. A lot of times it's just it, it's 
you know, when you're around and like I said, when you're in an environment that reinforces bad habits, like you have to basically, you know, say no all the time. To me, it's easier just to remove yourself from that situation. So you, you don't, you're not presented with the opportunity. Um, and it, cause at some point, no matter who you are, you know, even when I was dieting for the show, you know, I knew I had to stand up on stage in my underwear, which was why I, I picked the show as the deadline because, you know, there's no hiding from that. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, um, I would know I'm not supposed to eat a certain food, uh, and I'm a chocoholic and there'd be days where I'd go to the office. I was, I was running a company at the time, had uh, about, about uh, 12 employees. And so we had an office and I'd go to the office and, and one of the girls would have made cookies or, you know, bought in, you know, special treats for, for, and they'd be sitting there all day long. Staring at um, <laughs> and a lot of times, you know, I'll just walk on by, ignore, ignore. And then there was those days where it was just like, oh, I just have one, you know, it's not going to hurt me. I'll just do a little bit of extra cardio. And then of course one turned into 10. And before you know it, like you're looking, you know, three days later thinking to yourself, what am I doing? And you have to get back on the wagon. Uh, and so, you know, you're going to screw up. So it's it's better to just not put yourself in those situations, you know, take your, remove yourself as often as you can. Uh, and then, of course, when you are in those situations, just, you know, have a go to meal, meal choice that you can, you know, whenever I go out to a restaurant uh, and, and um, you know, I'm hit or miss, but. Whenever I go to a restaurant, it's just look at the salads, order something off of that. You know, because if I start looking at the whole menu, uh, more than likely I'll end up picking something that I shouldn't eat, you know. And so uh, more often than not, I'll try to just pick something off the salad menu. And even if it's got dressing on, I know it's the healthiest choice while I'm there. Um, and I think that that's important for people to understand, you know, when it comes to, to mindset is that no matter who you are, no matter how strong your will is, like the majority of people will break, you know. <laughs> That you think of the people that go to the Navy SEALs training, right? Um, These are some of the most badass military people you've ever seen. And the entire, you know, BUDS training is basically to break them. And only a handful of people don't break. And those those people who break, it's not like they're just some regular person. Like these are usually you're like, these are the people that everyone looks at and is like, you know, that dude, he like is so, like his head is on. He's such committed, like achieves amazing things in his life. But, you know, the whole purpose is to break people and people break. It's not, you know, no one's invincible to it. There's maybe, you know, 0.1% of the world um, that is never going to break. And uh, those, those are some of the the people who are leading this country and in, in, in the military in the highest levels. And, you know, people we don't even know about because they're not allowed to know about, but um, the majority of people, you know, people like you, people like me, like, you know, give us enough temptation and we will break. And so it's easier just to, you know, try to remove yourself mm-hmm. from those situations as, as often as possible. And that's what makes us human. I mean, if you don't break, that's actually, a, I don't know, uh, it, we're full of emotions and desires and things like that. And it's uh, it's just how you control it and how you direct it to the right direction. And, and by you removing from that environment, you're not running away from that environment. You're actually realizing there is an issue or there is a challenge and an environment where you're at is not going to, help you get removed. So let's say, for instance, we're talking about the south of the United States. It's, you know, it's quite a bit unhealthy. And just because of people, they don't know any better. What they see, they see just overweight people and, and, and all that stuff. And it's sad to see that now in California, 
it's the endless summer. Everybody's health cautious. Everybody's, uh, you know, there's bikini season all year long and all that stuff. So, so the environment, like you said, and transplanting yourself in a place or an environment where it's where people kind of share the same philosophy, share lifestyle, will help you a lot. I mean, it's a same here. I mean, I'm a competitor too. And uh, God, when you talked about cookies, for me, it's like cheesecakes. And <laughs> so that was as well my weakness too. So I saw one of the posts on your Facebook that's a, you're, are you get on stage again? Uh, yeah, so I've been struggling. Um, so after the show, there's some stuff happened in my life that kind of, spiraled me I don't want to say out of control but kind of just you know it was a road bump so to speak Mm -hmm. and we all have these and um, so for the last year basically I've been uh, I've been really not wanting to compete in anything Uh, in March or this year early this year um, uh, um, I competed in a powerlifting competition and injured my hamstring so after that I decided that um, you know I just want to just work out I want to be normal Right, just want to be normal, and I found out that like normal sucks. And um, when you when you try to be normal, you get normal results. Um, so true. And, and so you know this whole mindset of me like, you know, thinking that competition was was not good, not healthy, like the the way I operate. Um, I'm a deadlines guy, and I need deadlines. And without a deadline, uh, I won't do anything. So, um, you know, whether I step on stage or not. Um, is really irrelevant. It's more about having a deadline. Um, and to me, that was the best way to create a deadline was to pick a show and say, I'm going to get ready for this show, you know, and I'm going to do everything in my power. I didn't give myself, uh, you know, I gave myself kind of an extreme deadline, um, which I don't recommend for everyone, but, uh, for me, it's how I operate. So, um, working towards that, you know, every day it's, am I making progress Mm -hmm. more often than not? Am I doing the work I need to do? And as long as I'm moving in the right direction towards that, that deadline, I know I'm, I'm doing well. And so that's kind of, um, the, the thought process behind that. And I think that for some people, you know, they don't. They don't need necessarily a deadline. Um, you know, they have like when I uh, when I uh, originally retired from powerlifting. You know, I, I came down uh, probably seventy pounds on my own um, before I got comfortable and gained a little bit back, and then and then started to, to diet for the show. You know, the fear of death was big enough that I didn't. <laughs> I didn't need another deadline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so, but for, for for a lot of people, you know, if you if you're just trying to just work out, like you don't, ha- you just like, oh, I want six pack abs, and you're just, you know, you're trying to work out, you know, three four times a week, but you know, life gets in the way, family gets in the way, like all these things can get in the way, and if it's not your number one priority, um, then, then it's never, it's not going to happen. And that's okay. It's okay to know, uh, what's important and what's not important to you. Um, but if you're like, you know, I want six pack abs and I'm going to have them by, you know, this date. So I'm going to do a physique show or bodybuilding show, or I'm going to compete in, you know, an Ironman or or Spartan race or, or whatever. If you give yourself a deadline, you kind of force yourself to be committed to that goal. And so more often than not, you're going to show up at the gym. More often than not, you're going to eat the right foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very important because yeah, for a lot of people, you can always put it off till tomorrow. And I think that's what, you know, most people, when you start in a diet, you'll, you'll start and then you get halfway through the week, you screw it up, and then you say, I'll start again next week, you know, versus to, I'll start again next meal. Yep. And uh, when you have the deadline, you get off, you know, you, you slip, you have something you're not supposed to have and it's you're immediately get back on track because you can't afford to to waste a whole week. 
So true. And that's and then there is a wisdom in discipline and sticking to the plan. And that's that's what kind of segue to goal setting. So why is goal setting so important? This is a very generic question, but um, there is a, a lot into it. So why is it so important to set a goal and set a deadline, like you said, to achieve X, Y, Z, whether it's fitness, whether it's, a, you know, a, a, a milestone in your uh, business, whether it's a relationship, anything that's going to make, make you the best version of yourself. It, why is it so important to set a goal and go after it? Yeah, I think, you know, there's there's three areas that people live in. Um, the first is like their daily life, right? The things that happen every single day and, and the things they think about the most. Um, and for most people, they actually don't think about these things. They just this just happens every single day. Um, and, and then, you know, some people have goals and things they want to achieve. Um, and then and then, you know, the brave, they dream. Right. Mm-hmm. And the key is, is if if you're not if you're not dreaming and then you're not setting goals and, and you're not like pushing yourself, a lot of times you'll feel stagnant. And, um, you know, anyone who's followed any kind of lifting program or something like that, anytime you hit a plateau, it's frustrating. Right. Yep. So the thing is, majority of people live their life this way. They're frustrated with life. They're fed up with life, but but they don't do anything to move forward. Unlike a program where you can just switch programs, it's difficult to just switch lives mm-hmm. in, in people's mind. It's not. It's a very simple shift. It's just a decision, but it, an easy decision. But it, you know, there's a lot to that decision. You know, um, quitting your job is easy. You just say, "I'm done." But what comes from that? You know, where's money going to come from? You know, where am I going to get another job? There's a lot of questions around that that make it a, a difficult decision. But in terms of the action, the action is easy. Um, and so without goals, like you don't know the direction your life should take. And, you know, there's a lot of people who say kind of, you know, you have no control and you just have to go the way it is. But the, the I kind of believe that, that when you're in the right place, the right time, that that's, you know, things are the way they're supposed to be. And when you get you know, on the right path, everything becomes effortless. Um, and, and in sports, they call it flow. Um, and, and there's a lot of other names for it. Uh, but, you know, if you've ever had something in your life um, where, you know, it, it seems like the right people showed up at the right time or the right opportunity showed up at the right time or just everything fell right into place. Mm-hmm. To me, that is when you're on the right path and you're moving forward and momentum is building. Um, if you've ever had a time in your life, you feel stuck. Um, uh, ever have a time in life it's like you're just beating your head against the wall one bad thing after another like that's to me that's the like you know call it the universe god you know your higher power whatever <laughs> the beliefs is and energy is that's like that that's like basically everything preventing you from going the wrong direction and you keep going that direction and the world keeps telling you like hey like you're heading the wrong direction i'm going to keep putting roadblocks in the way at some point you'll have to change course when you do it'll go better well most people what happens is is you know, they get the, they get moving in the right direction. They get to moving towards their goals, and then humanity sets in. This feeling of self, like, am I worthy? The guilt of, uh, you know, am I deserving? And these are all thoughts that we we 
seem to be programmed with before we, you know, before we're, we're pat, like before we're five. Um, and so these are like deep seated beliefs that aren't true, but to us, they're very real. They're very true. And so, um, you know, when you're moving towards your goals, you know, you, you start to, you get this fear, right? And the bigger the fear, the, the more you're heading in the right direction. But most people, if they fail, if they stumble, like, instead of getting back up and pushing, and maybe they will once, maybe they will twice, but if you fail and you fail and you fail, most people give up. And so now when they try to go a different direction and they get all these roadblocks and they have all this, you know, this, the negative happens, so to speak, Mm -hmm. they also don't want to do that. Right. So what most people do is they just stay where they are and there's all this frustration and there's all this like almost anger between it. People almost do this crazy eight and I've done it myself, anger to depression, anger to depression, anger to depression, going back and forth. Right. Um, and sometimes it can last moments. Sometimes it can last weeks. Sometimes it can last months. Um, and a lot of time you're, you're basically living, you're living in the now, but you're focused on the negative, right? Versus living in the now focused on the positive and then looking towards where you can go. And I think a lot of people get those blinders on and because they don't dream and they don't have goals that they, they, they are in this crazy eight and they can't escape because all they're looking at is all the negative that happens. And any positive that tries to come in is ignored. And, and, and you know what it's like. You're like you mm-hmm. can get all this praise. Like you could have 10 women tell you, dude, that shirt's really nice on you. And you're like, yeah, I look good. <laughs> I get, you know, women complimenting you like, I really like your hair. And you like feel good. And then that one girl like looks at you and says dude you're the ugliest guy i've ever seen like what were you thinking when you left the house today like those colors don't match like you look ridiculous dude and you're crushed you're absolutely crushed by it because the negative like our perception we're so scared of that that when it happens it destroys any of that positive and so without goals like in that bigger vision you know what are you moving towards and and that's what i said about the deadlines like if you're moving in the right direction with the deadline you can kind of do checks and balances but if you don't have a direction if you don't know where you're going and and I mean, you don't have to think huge with your goals, right? Like you can just literally say like, I want to be, you know, by this date, I want to be this much uh, lighter. By this date, I want to be, you know, I want my blood pressure to be this many, my heart rate to be this. Like there are so many data points that we can measure um, from money to health to relationships, like, and then, you know, micro data within that uh, measurements. And and like I said, you know, uh, blood pressure and, and, um, Heartbeat, and, you know, beats per minute, and and all these different things that you can measure, uh, and as long as you're making progress, then you're heading in the right direction. And I think that that people just with their goals, like they set these huge goals, and because they don't achieve it tomorrow, which is a whole different issue, you know, um, is entitlement and, and lack of of delayed gratification. Like because people don't achieve the big goal tomorrow, that they're, they're like, I'm never going to get there. I mean, it took me ten years to go from 170 pound power, uh, you know basketball player to a 308 uh, 320 but 308 pound competitive powerlifter uh to reach my goals that's 10 years of sacrifice 10 years of uh yep. you know in the trenches all the time working towards that end goal you know most people 
they don't have the tenacity. They don't have the dedication um, to get there. And so it's like, it's, it, you know, I want to lose weight. And, and, you know, it took me two years to lose 100 pounds, you know, because yep. I went down, I went back up, I went down and, and I'm up again right now. You it's know, and that's why I've said a new new thing. But, you know, my thing is like when I'm 50, will I still be 100 pounds lighter? Right. Because mm-hmm. it's not how fast it happens. It's, you know, how permanent are the changes? And, and that's for me, for everything, how permanent are the changes? Everyone can be good in in a moment. But it's like, are, are you good, you know, consistently? Is that a habit that's replaced an old habit? Um, and, and so those are the things that like goals allow you to kind of zoom out a little bit and not get caught up in the minutia. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know where you're, you're heading. And so as long as you're making progress towards that, then you know, you're going in the right direction. And for some people it'll happen fast and some people it's going to take a little bit longer uh, and that's okay. And you just have to be okay with, you know, knowing that you're going in the right direction. And if you're going in the right direction, you'll eventually get to where you want to get to. Um, I mean, it's the same thing as like, if you were setting out across the U S uh, on a, on an expedition, right? You loaded up the car, no GPS, no map. At some point, you'll get to the other side of the country, right? There's enough highways and landmarks and signs, and you might get turned around. You might go different directions, but at some point, you'll end up. You know, if you start in New York, you end up in California. It's just, you know, it's it, we know we can get there. Um, the just the path. How long it's going to take? Yep. It's how long it's going to take. Now, if you hire a coach, if you hire a mentor, you got a, someone doing your meals for you. You got a personal trainer. Like you got all these things. Or you know, and in terms of uh, my example, you know, you got you got a GPS that gives you the shortest route and redirects you when there's traffic jams and all those things. Now you're going to get there quicker. Yeah. But for some people, like, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. It's about the self-discovery in the journey. Um, and, and without those goals, like, you know, you just basically every day is for the rest of your life, you've decided not to do or move. You decided to, to stand still. And uh, I just don't believe we're, we're designed to be motionless. I believe we're, des- we're energy and we're, just, we're supposed to move and um, one way or the other. And when we stand still, that's when all that frustration and that self-loathing and that anger and all these emotions that people feel, um, it's just they feel stuck. And I just don't believe as, as humans we're supposed to be, you know, stationary ever. Not at all. And it's and that's a great, great segue to, you, you know, there's another thing too. what people talk about is, uh, you know, experts when it talks about setting goals, it's a chunking, basically set realistic goals. So for you, you want to lose 100 pounds, you know, you lost 100 pounds in, two, in in a year or two years, right? I don't that didn't happen overnight. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So and you chunked it. I'm sure you didn't say, hey, I'm losing 200 pounds or 100 pounds in a, a year. Said you said this little mini mile, achievable milestones, so you don't get stuck and you don't get frustrated. Because if you, yeah, you have to shoot for the what they say, shoot for the moon to hit the stars or something like that. So you gotta you gotta have um, a realistic goal setting instead of saying, hey, I am a skinny dude um, in a month. I'm I want to gain 30 pounds of muscle. That's impossible, and that's you setting yourself up for failure. That's why it's always good to set realistic expectations, realistic goals, then chunk it just say in a year i'm gonna divide the year to four quarters and i'm gonna each each time i'm gonna get into that quarter i'm gonna do a checkpoint if not there i'm gonna tweak a little bit and move forward and celebrate that success because a lot of us we just don't celebrate successes and that's why we kind of get stuck in that whole mindset of depression or you know just like oh my god this didn't work this sucked i hate my life and all that so that's that's kind of a um another way to kind of get rid of those roadblocks 
Yeah, and what's interesting, you said something that, you know, uh, when you said it, I initially kind of went, huh, I, w- I disagree with that. And then as you continued, you said setting reasonable goals. And, and I kind of, I, I have this, I think every goal is reasonable. Sure. I, I think the difference is 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 your reality on how how you get how long it's going to take to achieve it, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and the reason I say that is 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 literally you know, you know I had the experience of doing something no other humans ever done, right? Yeah. And then and then you know I, I held that world record for almost a year, and then it got broke and it got broke again, right? And and that's kind of how records happen, right? The, think of the four minute mile, you know, um, no one had ever run a four minute mile, four minute rock mile, you know, Roger Bannister breaks the four minute mile. And now if you don't run a four minute mile, um, you're not considered a good runner, right? It's just a standard now. Yeah. But at one point it was where no man had ever gone before. And I look at things and, and it's like for the majority of people and the goals that they'll set, they're, they're, all they're doing is trying to imitate what someone else has already achieved. Very few people are going to set a goal that, that is something no one's ever done before. And, and so the majority of goals are, re, are reasonable goals. The difference is, is that people want to somehow compress time. You know, you, you, look, at, you look at someone um, who has built an empire, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't start with the entire empire, you know, and that's what people miss. They started with some business and maybe they're like, you know, look at Richard Branson with Virgin Records. It doesn't even exist anymore. You know, yeah. it was one of the hardest things he ever had to do was close that business down because that was the first business. But but he didn't build Virgin off of all the things he has now. He built it off of Virgin Records, which is non-existent now. Um, and, and that's the thing that people the people miss with their goals, that they have this goal and, and it's a reasonable goal but they set unrealistic unreal, like benchmarks on speed like and how fast they're going to get there and, and so like the patience people just don't have patience um, people aren't willing to sacrifice you know give up their identity change who they are become the person they need to be and these are all things that you have to take into consideration when you set your goals so you know like I, I'm in a world now with people who, you know, our idea of setting goals, it's like, okay, no one's done it, but why not? Someone has to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a little risky because you may never in your lifetime achieve that, but someone has to, someone has to be the first. And, and so, you know, I, I'm all for people and challenging people to expand their goals, um, you know, take their dreams and turn them into goals basically um, because someone has to, and, and very few people will like, if not you, then who, right? Someone has to. Um, and the majority of the world just won't step up. Like the majority of the world is not ready to do that. So if you think in terms of that and you think of your goals and you're setting a goal and if your goal is simply just to, to lose 30 pounds, like that's a you know that's a relatively easy goal that you should you should realize that like hey this has been done before there's absolutely no reason in the world I can't achieve this goal and I think that that's like like most people they don't understand when they set their goal that that like it's really not a stretch it maybe it is for them and who they are in their current situation um, but if they if they get the understanding that what they're doing is not a phenomenon right mm-hmm. and that's something that I always tell people to do is put yourself in a situation where people have already done what you want to do and so if you, if you don't know anyone that's lost 30 pounds, I would encourage you to go and join a group where that's the norm, right? And yep. when it becomes normal, your your goals become your everyday life. And when they become your everyday life, you have room to set new goals. 
Love it. That's that's a great way to put it together. I mean, I love that, man. Uh, God, the time is flying by. I mean, I, we haven't gotten to a fraction of what I wanted to talk to you about, but um, we will have to get you another time, AJ. I love that. Love this. Uh, I mean, you could you could expand on this whole goal setting for days and days and days, and and it's just so much wisdom and so much to be said in that in that arena. But um, in like, what would be it's just what books or any resources you have to you know you want to recommend for our listeners to to kind of learn about goal setting. So, is there any book that you read, or is there any mentor that you looked after or um yeah how, how can 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 you recommend one thing for our listeners here um you know i i was very fortunate in college to um have a, a sports psychology class and 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 get into you know all the things that are involved in in uh, the psychology but what I, I would i would encourage people really to do um is to uh, you know just start Start with setting a goal and then, you know, figuring it like set a goal. What I like to do is set set a goal and then work backwards from there. So what's the first thing that needs to happen? So, you know, if you if you set a goal of losing weight, and we'll just use that because it's, it's an easy example. Most people, you know, um, relate could, to it. Yeah. Could, could, could relate to it, you know. Um, and uh, so let's say, OK, I want to lose, you know. 30 pounds and then then I go back and say what would have to happen who would I who would I have to be to to lose that weight so I, I would have to eat healthy meals right I would have to exercise regularly uh, I'd have to you know lift some lift some weights or do some uh, you know um, uh, so when I say exercise I meant cardio and then I would have to do some you know muscle building stuff you know, um, okay, for that to happen, what do I need to do if I want to eat healthy? Okay, well, I need to be at a, I need to buy good, healthy groceries. Probably should throw away everything in my house that's, that's not good. Um, if I if I'm going to exercise regularly, okay, do do I want to exercise? Do I live in a place where I can exercise outdoors? I'm very lucky. I live here now in San Diego. I get to walk the beach every morning. I go for a two hour walk along the beach, um, and there's a lot of other benefits other than the cardio with that um, from from mindset and, and gratitude and just appreciation. But I have the opportunity to do that. It's sunny here most of the time. You might not live in a place like that, so you know. Is there? Do I need to get something for the house, or do I have time to go to the gym in the morning? You know, and, and um, so okay, um, they're going to do cardio every day, exercise. Okay, do I want to join a gym? Am I going to do body weight stuff? Uh, am I going to do kettlebells? Am I? Do I have a home gym? You know, what's at my disposal? What can I afford? All right, and then go backwards from there. Say, okay, well, I don't know how to cook healthy meals, so uh, do I want to pay someone to do that? Is there a cookbook I can get? You know, what can I invest in that's going to help me make sure I, I make good, fresh, healthy meals and don't get bored of that? You know, cardio-wise, like I said, do you, do, you, do you need to invest in something for the house? Do you want to buy a bike? Are you going to go outside? You know, make that decision what needs to happen for that. And then for the workout, like I said, you know, choose what you're going to do. Okay, I don't know how to work out. Do I need a trainer? Do I need a book? Like what is the, you know, and, and there's a book on everything. So you can kind of, you know, if you don't have a lot of money, for 30 bucks, you can probably get the information you need, right? Now you have to read it. You have to go through it. If you have the money, someone else can just tell you, uh, shortcuts the process. Um, but, but there's no excuse like with YouTube and Google and all these uh, things, you can just search, um, and, and pretty much get the information. Now you have to, yeah, you have to do some work, right? That's the benefit of paying someone else is they've done the work for you. So it shortcuts that, but, but that's how you're going to lose weight, right? So people set the goal of losing weight, but they never set the goal of buying healthy groceries, throwing away all the bad food, you know, 
limiting the times I eat out to once a week or twice a week, um, you know, joining the gym, getting the home equipment. Like these are all these are all mini goals that are going to help you achieve your big goal. Then it's a case of figuring out, okay, well, when I'm going to prep my food, when am I going to work out? When am I going? You know, when am I going to do my cardio? And, and then scheduling it into your calendar. So now that the now you have all of the things to make your goal happen. Now you've got it on your calendar, so so it's non-negotiable. Um, this is happens every single day. You eat at these times. You work out at these times. Like you know, most people have a nine to five job. I, I'm I'm fortunate. I don't. Uh, mm-hmm. I've created created a lifestyle where I can work wherever I want in the world, which actually ends up meaning I work more because I can, <laughs> yep, <laughs> I work anyway, so I work all the time. But my point with that is, is is majority of people have a nine to five job. You don't not go to work like. Like people aren't late for work every day. People don't leave early every day. Like they go to work from nine to five. It's non-negotiable for the majority of people, right? Yep. yep. When it comes to food and diet, like they don't have a certain time they eat. Like it's just like, oh, I don't have time to eat lunch today. Well, if if your goal is to lose weight, there's non-negotiable that you make sure you fuel your body with enough calories in order to allow your body to lose weight. You know, um, not eating food doesn't help you lose weight. You know, you go into starvation mode, your body holds onto it. The majority of the of the world under eats. Majority of the world is underhydrated. Uh, you know, under they don't eat the right foods. And so it just becomes these non-negotiable things. So in terms of resources and things like that. I would encourage you not to try to, you know, necessarily learn how to set goals, uh, but more so figure out how to dissect your goals into actions. Like, who do you need? What do you need to do in order to reach those goals? And if you do that, you'll be in a lot better place than kind of reading a book. And then if you want to go deeper, like anything on sports psychology is is some of my favorite stuff. Uh, you know, Zig Ziglar has great goal setting books and things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm more about figuring out the actions you have to take. And that is just, you know, most of the time if you just sit down with a pen and paper and start thinking about it, you're going to get the answers. Uh, like I said, most of the world knows what to do. Um, they just don't have the habits in, of doing it. It is a habit for sure. And then limited beliefs, that's for sure. But that's another topic probably for the next time. We will have to have you again uh, back, uh, AJ. That's awesome. That was great. So if people want to learn about you, where can I find you? Uh, yeah, on Facebook, it's just AJ Roberts. Uh, Instagram's AJ Roberts as well. Uh, and then if you want to check out the website, it's AJRoberts.com. Uh, that's mostly for business stuff. Uh, if you're into fitness and you want to learn more, um, then check out uh, a company I work with called Barbell Shrugged. Shrugged as in like uh, Atlas Shrugged, uh, barbellshrugged.com. Uh, and that's kind of uh, all the fitness stuff's over there. And then you have another business. I think in the business side, you got the Barbell Academy. And then you have another podcast. If you want to tell people about it, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Barbell Business has a podcast. We put out a weekly show. Uh, and then Barbell Business is a podcast I run um, with uh, with those guys as well. And uh, we work, We, you know, anyone who's looking to create um, a, a job within the fitness sphere from a gym owner to being a coach, a great coach or something like that. Um, or, you know, if you have uh, aspirations to online products or T-shirt company, supplement company, uh, Barbell Business really is uh, centered towards folks like that who have that entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, who want to focus within the fitness uh, industry. That's great. And then we'll have all the resources and then show notes on our website here. Uh, thank you so much, AJ. That was amazing, man. I really, really appreciate you. Sorry if, you know, we're back and forth. Um, I know you're a busy man, but glad uh, that I got you on the show. 
Oh, my absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. Hey, guys, thank you so much for uh, listening, tuning in and listening to our podcast. If you uh, always encourage you to go in and, and check out our website, organicfit.tv, you could see the show notes in there. You can see the blogs. Also, you can go to organicfit.tv slash contact and leave us and leave us a, a you send us a message. And if you love this uh episode, which I'm sure you're going to do, uh, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It's very simple. You can go in on our, you know, just search iTunes for organicfit.tv and then there is a review tab there Just and just leave us five-star review. If you have any question or concern, let us know. So uh, until next time, take care, guys.